Hello and welcome to the T's and C's podcast. My name is Tasha Duffy. And I'm Christine Barnes. We're all guilty of sending podcast length voice notes, so we decided to share them with you. On this week's episode, we have self-made business owner, Sean Coyle. He talks to us about the love of fitness and how it changed his life around and all about his fabulous businesses and all the expanding that he's going to do. We did originally have this set up. Well, we didn't have a set up. I asked ages ago. Right. I was talking to Mark about it ages ago, about you right. being on the podcast and stuff. Yeah. Mark was like, oh, I don't know if he's into it. And I was like, okay, grand. And then me and Sean happened to be godparents to the same godchild. Yeah. And at the christening, Sean was like, I had a second thought, maybe. And I was like, we want you. Whenever you want to do it, we'll have you yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. As I said, look, I've been asked once or twice to do one. Yeah. Because uh, like, I wrote that thing on my Instagram and it's a big speech and it yeah. goes through on my past and all that. But it just, I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't feel right. The yeah. people asked me, went right. It was fitness podcasts and all this. And I just went, oh. And then when you asked me, I listened to a few of your, your episodes. Mm. I thought about it. I regretted saying no. Did I'd you? seen it at the christening and oh, I said, you know that. what, fuck it, I'm going on with it. Yes. And then that was it. Fair oh my God, play. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that's that. what we want. And you know, I shout out Danny Bradley because that's the first one. Three people actually came up to me at the christening and were like, Danny Bradley's episode. I'm like, I know, everyone oh, loves it. So yeah, shout that. out to Danny. I know Gary met him a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, well, his story is the one that made me do it. Yeah. Because I went, you know, no, his story is more extreme than mine. Yeah. Mine's more business orientated at the end. Yeah. But it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It was really intense. It kept you glued to it. Yeah. Do you know what I kind of like? And he was, do you know what? He's just a normal lad. He just so came normal. in and was like, we'll have a chat. Yeah. Loved yeah. him. Like I was driving around my car, putting up, going, I don't want to get out. I actually want to finish listening to this. Oh, I love so I'm that. I'm sitting there in front of my house for five minutes, sitting in front of the wall, like the meeting, trying to, trying to get it in. Do you know yeah. that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. I let my mom and dad listen to it when I was over with them in uh, Lisbon. Yeah. And I was like, wait for this part. And they were like, we have to get out the car. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, just wait, wait come on, just yeah, wait for this yeah. part. And he was like, we're sweating in the car. And I'm like, put their AC on. We're grand. <laughs> we're staying here. So right, come on then. I want to hear this, yeah. Sean. You have me gripped now. Let's get back to the start. Yeah, yeah. So from Sarts, well, kind of from Sarts. Yeah. Not many people know we actually grew up in Crumlin for the first nine or ten years. Okay. Then parents got divorced. Uh, Ma left me dad, ended up going to Sarts. My granny had bought just bought a house in Sarts. Everyone fingers. She always had a dream of owning her own house. Mm-hmm. So I ended up there. Could have ended up anywhere in a Dublin kind of thing. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, went to Sarts, then started school. Did you ever start a new skill, by the way? Are we using the same skill? No, now? no. I was like, Tasha started a new skill. <laughs> I'm still scared for life going really? in there at 10, yeah. yeah. You were old, were you 14? So I changed primary schools and secondary schools oh, yeah. twice. And primary never really affected me. I think I was still really young, but secondary did because right. my brother still had, he was going into sixth class in Laytown. We moved counties and everything. Mm. Where I was going into fourth year in secondary school so yeah, I knew so nobody petrifying. and I'm like in a different like county and I was like I'd, and you're at that age where we're teenagers yeah, like yeah. what do you wear what do you that's what I mean look I'm yeah. so scared when I was 10 yeah. so yeah. I'm only being 14 yeah, or 15 I was just like, like oh my god I don't know how I'm going to do this but I did I just put my brave yeah, face yeah, on yeah because you're going like you're in you're in a new environment you, yeah. don't, you don't know anyone no. you're not going away but anyway so primary school was grand moved there started making friends the usual Went into secondary school and then school for me in general was just horrific. I mean, of the concentration level of a fly, like the minute a teacher starts speaking, I'm, I'm Blank. gone. Yeah. I cannot listen. Same in a Here's church. The minute the priest starts yeah. talking, I'm <laughs> literally gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just daydream. I'm looking out the window. Not hyperactive or anything, just gone. Mm. So then that then led to bad performances, let's say, underachieving, like I couldn't when it came to tests and all, it wasn't just, just always, always didn't score. I never done my homework. I couldn't do my homework. I just couldn't. The minute I left school, I was happy to be out there. Yeah. And then like, you're dealing with then going in then and you're, uh, you're worried you have no homework done. And mm-hmm. that was every single day. So I'd be... What my, what's my excuse uh, going to be today? So I'd just be... I'd just be Forgetting your friend's <clears throat> homework. I remember always being like, Grace, can I have your homework? And she'd yeah. be like, Tasha... And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're my best I'll friend. I'll change I'm it. Sorry. But like it was that I'm as you're saying that, I was the exact same. Yeah. yeah. I just cut it wasn't for me. I just wanted my mom and dad would have worked when they were like 16 mm. or even younger. And I always just had that in me. I just wanted work. I didn't want to be in school. I didn't yeah. want to do anything. I just wanted to earn money and I was a grafter. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it just then that, that would lead on to you'd have detention the whole time because you went down it. You was as you said, you'd be standing up for every single class. You start, I started to really resent it, really resent going in. So when I got to about towards you then, I decided I was dropping out of school. 
had a proper around me man the usual my dad said my dad was living in cavern at the time along the border he said right now with me you can be a bricklayer really sweet no but off we went down decided not to go back went down there spent two days living in a flat in cavern town with all these uh farmer lads to say all these coaches <laughs> on site and went mom I want to go back to school yeah please <laughs> mom please can I go back no to school way. I want to go back to school yeah I was like school and home and being out in the street <laughs> is much better crack than living in this wow. in the countryside yeah so I went back then with my tail between my legs they accepted me back but then what that led to them was I decided I wasn't going to be there so I just went on the bounce hop whatever you want to right, call yeah. it constantly I mean like I'd go in for two days go on the hop for two days Get caught. Me ma be going mental. I was going to say, what What did you do? Where did you go when oh, you were going on the bounce? Went down like there's a valley in Sards. Like yeah. A big park. He was go down there. Somebody would go with me a lot of the time. A lot of the time they wouldn't. Um, I just didn't care. Like So we'd go in for two days, bounce for two days, and then get caught and not get caught. And then it got to such extreme that like, I remember one day the year had walked in and he stood at the top of the class and he had a list of everyone's um, name that was after being ill. And I could see my name on it and he just skipped it. Instead of calling me you, he just skipped really? the name and kept on calling because it just wasn't worth the aggro. Do you know no what kind of way? way? It wasn't worth pulling me out and it wasn't worth going through all that shit. Because he knew that you'd probably do it again. Yeah, like just, the it just wasn't, wasn't worth it. Like, thank God to me leaving Sarah then. And like, as you can imagine, that was atrocious because mm. I never actually attended school properly. I passed it, but I don't know if you could call it a pass. And did it, when you, I know like with a lot of people at that age, like I remember doing my leaving Sarah being like petrified. Yeah. <clears throat> Were you... Did you have that in you or were you just like, I don't care? I didn't give a bollocks. Yeah. I didn't give a bollocks. I literally didn't care for you. I wanted to pass it. Yeah. Just because. You look like Say you passed it. You know that kind yeah. of way. Like, but like I done foundation maths, foundation Irish, and uh, the rest were ordinary. And I got 100 points, something like that. So I'm not going away enough to go on a session out. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, pass me leaving third. <laughs> that, that, you know <laughs> what I mean? That, that, that was about it. Like, but then, so that was skill. Skill was horrific. Then all apart from that, then you'd be out on the street of cars. So I grew up in a state called River Valley and Sarge. Yeah. Hundreds of us out, out on the road. Yeah, I know a few of your mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, ah, there was all sorts of messing going on. Yeah. Ever from, from fucking dealing to you name it. And then you kind of get caught up in a bit of that, that stuff, you know. And um, ended up in court a lot. So I would be down the main street. The guard had known me then. Let's say there was a punch of outside the pub. They'd pull me in. This is going on then for years you know that kind of way going on sessions that then a lot i'd be out from friday to monday just all the usual behavior that goes around kind of hanging around the streets getting into trouble yeah so you know that kind of way actually sessions actually nearly killed me they did really yeah i'll tell you i went to a beat when i was about 19 or 20 yeah and uh was actually decided to have a season over there so there and coming up me toward month and obviously it was heavy and wild and nuts and then uh, uh people that we knew from Sarge are coming over to visit me. So we all went out on a session that night, we went out to a club, I woke up the next morning, I had a pain in my stomach. I turned around to them and said, My bleeding stomach's killing me. You're in Spain, you're drinking the ice, go on into the bathroom. So I'm not going away. Yeah, 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 grand, yeah. Went in then, stood up, could feel this shooting pain. Shout out, someone ring an ambulance. They all start laughing. What? Someone ring an ambulance. Rang an ambulance. Uh, ambulance came, brought me down. I mean, this pain was absolutely horrific. Yeah. Like so, so bad. And uh, I started kind of passing out. Started like feeling unconscious kind of thing. So the ambulance came. They brushed me down. I remember they put me in the back of it. The ambulance wouldn't start. It was like, like there was a like, going, oh, yeah. He handed me like a supermarket plastic bag, like, to get sick into it. It wouldn't start, wouldn't start. They finally <coughs> got it going, drove me into the ambulance. They're like talking in Spanish. What, what's wrong with you? I'm like, um, I've got a pain in my stomach. They're thinking 20 year old, yeah. pain in the stomach, yeah. a beat there, you're all right. So I'm not going away. Mm. I'm sitting in the waiting room. Oh, in my boxers, by the way. Didn't have a chance Stop, to get dressed around. No yeah, wearing nothing like. Sitting in the waiting room then for about, uh, about say two hours in excruciating pain. Yeah. Finally, they brought me through. Uh, they ha- I had to stand up for an x-ray I couldn't stand up properly two of the Spanish nurses the males held my arms up and they took an x-ray they put me back in my seat and about 10 minutes later one of the lads comes running in with a trolley and a tube starts speaking in Spanish two other people come running in after him shove a tube up my nose down into my throat 
if you ever get that done, you know how horrific it is. Like you can't breathe. Oh my God. With me into the waiting room or into like the theater, sorry. Um, all I remember is they whipped out the gas. I put the gas on my mouth and I woke up a couple hours later with a massive hole in my stomach. Stop. Yeah, I hadn't got a clue what happened there. Then uh, I'm asking them what happened, but like you're all delirious and now you're after you know that anesthetic. I'm asking yeah. them what happened. And the language barrier as uh, well. Then. So it was weird. They didn't have anyone speaking English to me. Nothing. So I'm lying there with this absolute massive three, three and a half inch hole in my stomach, not having a clue what happened. I remember uh, someone came in to me then and they're, they're like, listen, uh, your, your mom's on the, on, the, on the phone, blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to her and she says, I was talking to the doctor. You can't really speak English. I asked him, why are you going to be all right? And he said, well, he's young enough. He might, he might get through it. Oh, my yes. God. Fucking... Your poor mom. I'd say she was absolutely fretting at home. I know. So what was it? What happened was I had an ulcer. Okay. Right in my stomach that I didn't know I had. Years of acnobotics, I'd say. Yeah. And then the ulcer was beside me bowel. And when it, the ulcer burst, it perforated me bowel. Stop. So my inside started leaking in my stomach. Jesus. It's like, I don't know it's exactly poison, what like, it is, but yeah. 75% dead rate or something oh like that. Oh my God. So that life-saving operation was literally a life-saving operation. Like, and how yeah. old were you? 18? 20, no, 20, 20. 21, yeah. Mad. Jesus Christ. So yeah, so that was that. Then my ma flew over with my auntie. They stayed with me for a week and a half, I think. It was in the Spanish hospital with tubes and all hooked up and they had to monitor everything and all that. And then finally then, they brought me home on a plane. But that was, yeah, how the sessions nearly killed me early. Jesus. <laughs> and so young as well. I like, was, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just picturing you being in that much pain in the room and all the lads being like, fuck off, Sean. There's yeah. something fucking wrong with I you. Know. And you being like, no, seriously, call Something's me an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. And at the worst was the waiting room. <clears throat> just sitting there in my boxers. Yeah. No one's saying that to me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hear anything like, going on because you don't understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm dying. Like, I'm yeah. literally dying. My body oh my is God. spinning out fucking shit. It's not supposed to. Mm. I'm going yellow. Like, I'm Jeez. going yellow in agony. But yeah, that was a beat anyway. That was that. So then, uh, yeah, so then I kept, kept going like that, as I said, was uh, in and out of trouble for a so while. So did that not give you a fright around? Like, were you like back uh, on it then when you got home? For about three weeks it did, yeah. Okay. Then we went down to oxygen, I think, and started acting the bikes in again. Showing that kind of way. You think it would have. Yeah, with we the swore, pain that I you were in. I swore in bed yeah. that night that it would have. But you see, one of the one of the doctors said to me something very foolish. Because remember, I'm only a kid. I'm yeah. only 20 or 21, so immature. But he goes to me, you've got a brand new stomach now. You'll be fine. So Don't you're like, well done. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have oh, to break yes, this but, in. It's got 20 years yeah, worth on it. That's it. So, so, <laughs> so when people used to say to me like. Shit, yeah. Like, like people be like, should you be doing this? I'd be like, yeah, well, I've got a brand new stomach. <laughs> Yes. It was such an immature But it's so like common. Him. Yeah. That's what people would think. If if someone told you that, you'd be like, grand. Yeah. No, I'm actually grand. Yeah. And then, as I said, didn't stop me. Like, and you, you go out on a Friday, you'd be out all weekend, go from house to house, acnobolics, you know what I mean? Whatever it was, anywhere around North Dublin. Yeah. And then, uh, I often wouldn't get home to Monday morning. And like, the, the, the demons that come with that. Yeah. You know that kind of way? Was never, never <clears throat> mad strung out on that or anything like that. Yeah. But just, you know. You get caught up in it. That's yeah. yeah, like you'd be in bits for a week. Yeah. You'd be in bits for a week. Like you wouldn't want to speak to anyone. You'd have to grow up and go, go to work. Yeah. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't have a job as such. I was in and out of labouring my whole life. I tried trades. I tried to be a carpenter. No. I spent six months as a plumber. No. I just, it was like school. They'd, yeah. be, they'd be talking to you like... Like, this is the, your thing for life. Yeah. And all the while I'd be thinking, I don't want to be on this site. This is boring to me. Yeah. Talking about pipes and You weren't interested in just it. Like, I just, I kept daydreaming, thinking about the weekend. Mm. Like, and the, I mean, like the anxiety I used to get on a Sunday night before I went into work. Yeah. Do you know, like, I'd be so happy on a Friday because I'm off for the weekend. And we'd go on the lash and then Sunday night I'd be driving home and you'd need to be in tears. Yeah. I would, like, I'd be just going, I don't want to go in here tomorrow. I don't want to go in here tomorrow. Jesus. And then, I, because of that, then I kept quitting. Yeah. So then I was doing labour and then at times, you know, that kind of way. Mm. And that went on for years. All I was really doing was getting in trouble, going on sessions and in and out with jobs. Mm. That's all I was doing. If I didn't have me ma there supporting me and half giving out to me, but let me have a free ride, fuck no, where'd it be? Yeah. Because, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to keep up a job doing that. Wouldn't have to pay rent, wouldn't have to do whatever. And I was too selfish. 
was too selfish I wanted to go out the whole time didn't care do you know that kind of way mm. with no kids thank God yeah thank God because I just I'd like to think I would have stood up but who knows yeah do you know that kind of way mm. so then yeah that led then obviously knew that I couldn't go on and then the recession happened 2008 so I was like I can't stay in this country now because I have no chance of getting any job and all I was doing was going out mm. so myself and my girlfriend decided to go to Canada went over to Canada and that was brilliant probably the best three years one of the best three years of my life but it was the same thing walking on building sites like but it was even worse then because you hadn't you were getting the money then was it yeah no like it was like at least in Dublin everyone was I don't know there was no kind of prejudice kind of thing what mm. I'm trying to say is a uh, like over there there was all Canadians and they had their trades and then when something had to be done it, bricks have to be had had to be lifted bats had to be brought to the fifth floor a, a ditch okay. had to be dug out the back send in the Irish lads send mm. in the foreign lads and it'd be I'd be there yeah yeah with my shovel oh god will do it and like, like the weather like it'd be minus 20 yeah. some winters the Canadians wouldn't walk in it but we had to walk in it do you know that kind of yeah. way began a phone call saying I need you to come in I need you to dig this hole by putting in this and you'd be going go in there's no one on the streets yeah. you can't leave. I can't there's get a in blizzard. Yeah. No, and you have to the go. ground is rock solid yeah. how do you want me to dig a hole and that's what it was like and you, you go in and they'd, they'd have heaters let's say you're, you're in a house you're out the back they'd have heaters in there and every 30 minutes you go in you'd warm up your hands warm up your feet go back out you can go do you know what a can go is yeah, yeah. Oak. you have to can go the grass ground to get it unfrozen to get a few scoops Jesus. do it again and then that was yeah that, that that was that and then during the summer then was horrifically hot so Toronto was great Toronto was like the proper seasons yeah when it's it's really really cold in the winter and it's roasting in the summer but like the extremes aren't that nice either yeah I take Irish weather any day but the extremes when you're walking are shy yeah they're horrific do you know Jesus. anyway so then we you think then that like we would have calmed down would have had a great life over there but you just met a lot of Irish people. Yeah. See, that's and a the thing. the Irish people anywhere do the exact same yeah. thing. You know? Like, when I was growing they up... They work all week, party all weekend. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. That, that's all it is. Like, when I was growing up, like, I don't know if it was the norm, but everyone in my circle just done that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that kind well, of way? You just lived... What is it? Lived to work? Work to work live. To live. Work, to work to live, yeah. Like, that's all we did as well, like, in our 20s. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I didn't know, I didn't know anyone that wasn't doing that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can name on one hand the amount of people some yeah. fella from school. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way that was yeah. gonna have to be a vet? Yeah. That you knew yeah, <laughs> yeah. what wasn't doing that. Yeah. You know, there was nothing else. Then Canada then was, was class. And then uh, I got the the end of my visas after two years and I was like, I'm not going home. I can't go home. There's nothing it's just I just don't want it again. Yeah. Then overstayed my visa then for a while, six months, so did my girlfriend, but she ended up getting in trouble then. She was running the bar in Irish bar. Typical, um, goes to another country, yeah. runs an Irish bar. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like my dad, my dad lives in all these great countries <laughs> yeah. and you always see him at the Irish bar. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, dad, there's other that... places to drink. Yeah, you, you, you know you're getting proper food. Yeah, that's You true. know there's points of Guinness. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. You know there's going to be a bit of crack. Yeah. yeah. You know exactly. that kind of way? If there's not an Irish bar wherever like, we go on holidays, I'd be like, my dad's not going to like it here. Yeah. Like, oh, my dad's not going to like it. And yeah. it's like, what? Like, he's gone yeah. to this fabulous country and he's not going to like it because there's no Guinness. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, like, like you do, and the minute you get there, even when you're driving to your hotel and you see one out the window, you take yeah. over. Yeah, don't you? You, you point out the window. Right. Malone's is down, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. But uh, she was running an Irish bar, hmm. and then what happened was we were both illegal. And then one night, she was in the bar walking away, and uh, there was a lot of Canadians sitting at the bar. There was like locals, like here, bar flies, they hmm. just sit there and drink all day you know proper locals but anyway one of them was always kind of abusive abusive and he was racist and an Irish fella came in anyway and he sat down at the bar and the man started giving him real Irish racist abuse like really bad I don't know what he was saying but apparently it was bad bad so the Irish fella walked out and about 10 seconds later came running back in and thumped your man around the bar really violently like bad bad so then he then the Irish fella ran out and the Canadian fellas left bleeding on the ground then of course the police came around. Oh yeah. So then she's illegal. So then her boss came in and said, "Listen, you go home, kind of thing." And she got right, but she was the only person walking at the time. That witness there. Yeah. So mm. then the police then wanted her name. Shit. And wanted to find out where she lived. So we were like, 
leading Bonnie and Clyde going around <laughs> yeah. on the stage saying we were just like right you know what we'll call it we'll, be, we'll go home yeah but like again I didn't want to go home to the sights yeah. and we're walking down towards the cinema one night and I, I always wanted to be a personal trainer when I left school at 17 I went to Clash to eat and fingers yeah. and it was like a two or three year course at the time I can't remember and uh, I'd done a month of it and all the lads were all getting trades they all had money Okay. They were all going out. I didn't want to not have money. Yeah. I was too immature. Mm. I would have been 17 at the time. They were doing all swimming, coaching and all that. And again, I'm very particular on what I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know that kind of way. Um, so then like, I dropped out after after a month, but I always kind of regretted dropping out. Mm. Always regretted it, especially when I'd be up on sites in the morning. Yeah. So then we're walking down towards the cinema and she said to me, why don't we go home and you do a personal trainer course? She goes, I heard there's one now that's six months, eight, eight months or something. It's not three years. Yeah. And I went, do you know what? That actually sounds brilliant. It sounds really good. So then we said, very fine. And we booked the flight and all that. Then my man had moved from Swords in with our partner who had moved this to Mullen. Right. Which was grand if you're not a session head and you know yeah. love going out. Yeah. Down that kind of way. So we managed to save up enough to get a car. Right. Like saved up 1100 quid or something. And we went back. We bought a car. And I was in the mud and then I thought, look, as long as you have my car, I'll be all right. Yeah. You know, Carrie went back to home, mom's house in Pomeric. The next thing, the car broke within three days. Oh, there was shit. something wrong with the head gasket, popped, and that was that. We had no car. So I was like, right, okay. So then, I found myself getting lifts out the swords, I'd say, going on a session, having absolutely nowhere to stay, staying in on couches around the place, you know, that kind of way, yeah. paying 70 euro for a taxi home, all this kind of stuff. Then I'm lying there, well, one day my man's attic, and I was just like, like, I have no job here. I have no career. I have no car. I have no money. I'm fucking 26 years old or whatever it was. What am I actually gonna do? What yeah. am I gonna do? And like at that stage, like yeah, like yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say I was overly depressed or anything, but like it's very hard not to be really, really gloom at yeah. that stage when you've got nothing going for you. Yeah. So then the PT cars were starting, but that was two and a half grand, which I didn't have, and then you could pay in installments. So then I was doing labour, and then uh, again doing labour, but sort of getting lifts in and getting like four buses home from yeah. different parts of the place you try to get back to Stamula when you're walking in Dublin yeah do you know that kind of way in public transport I live in Bettystown great place though but. yeah I know it is like, it's, that's, it's hard to get to yeah, and it's that's the same it is, with Stamula yeah. like I know what you're talking about because I'm like oh there's no point me going into town because like I'd have to get a t- like pay 100 euro for a t- like yeah. and you would it's stop doing things because of it it's psychological yeah. effort and then whatever about Going, going out like you have to get the work yeah you, know, you have to get the work and all the work and this and this was a labour and age. yeah especially right? on sites and all like if the sites over the other side of Dublin like and, yeah and I, I remember the first time I was on was in uh, Irish town yeah like mother of God middle you know, of nowhere like, I, it yeah. was like, like and then uh, so it, it was uh, well yeah and that was for the company then that was for an agency so they were getting paid 19 euro an hour for me and they were paying me 11 and I knew that, but there was there was nowhere to work going. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. So then my PT course was starting and uh, I was was having that I used to get that was in Kulak in a college in Kulak Chanel. And then what I was doing was I was getting the bus to there and then I was getting getting trying to get home then from there to Stumulan. Mm-hmm. And at that stage and I started driving my mask car, she gave me she got me on horn insurance, which was a godsend. Yeah. So I was able to Bop around. You're like, bye, ma'am. Yeah, well, <laughs> you never get in your car again. <laughs> Have yeah. one in Samullen. <laughs> and the uh, the college was three or four nights a week. So there were long, long days, like, but I knew what I wanted to do then. Yeah. I was determined to get this PT course. Mine has been a lot of people, but for me, I just wanted to be called something. Yeah. Mm. Do you know Because I never had a title. Mm. I was never, never went to college. I never got qualified, nothing. It was just the early labouring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was dying to just get something. So then, uh, went through with that that was six uh, I said eight, eight months can't remember and that was ten years ago now it was 2014 so nine years ago wow. got qualified in that and then they started turning their now and getting better so I got a job then 
it was very hard once it qualified to actually get work because now Jim, this is back 10 years ago nearly, so now Jim would employ anyone. Yeah. The only way you could do it was you could do rent for hours, you know, which I thought would have been brutal at the start. But I thought now actually had a real knack for it. I could talk to people. Okay. Whenever I sat somebody down and I was constantly learning, for once in my life, I found what I had an obsession with and what I could concentrate on. And I was constantly reading books, learning, like with the whole calorie nutrition thing, I, obviously, I'm not the first person I wanted to do it, but I was very nearly. I used to read and listen to people in America that weren't popular. Yeah. So I started doing transformations. Oh, sorry, I started working, got a, a job in a large commercial gym, right? And so it's and Oh, yeah, I was doing, um, I was doing rent for hours there. And I started doing transformations with clients. And I was getting unbelievable results. The nutrition and the things I had down to a T. So good that other trainers in there were doing personal training with their clients and then sending them to me for nutrition. Oh, wow. Down that kind of way. Mm. So I was putting up posters on Facebook at the time, constantly. I had me posters around the gym of different transformations, like different pictures, transformations on Facebook. And then um, my name started spreading then. And at one stage, I had so many clients. I was so busy. I was down about 12, 16 hours, plus trying to do my rent for hours. I ended up getting my girlfriend, Kerry, at the time to make an email for me and she became my secretary my assistant brilliant yeah so I'm going from absolutely nothing doing labour to being out the door having an assistant yeah, you know, yeah. even though it's <laughs> if you call yeah. it that like, to having an assistant yeah having all these people that wanted to work with me yeah anyway, and I loved it and I cared about them I genuinely cared about them because I felt like I had a purpose mm. so I was projecting that onto them if that makes sense yeah yeah they needed you and you felt, got that fulfillment out that's and you what, were like, that's, that's what Blow, it was, help yeah. you like, you know what and I mean? And almost every person I get results with. But obviously you get your wasters, you get people that tell you they're eating yeah. carrots when they're eating. Chinese. But in general, it was going absolutely brilliant. Then me being me, of course, I wasn't happy. So I started looking at how this gym was ran and I was like, right, this is really easy. I could do this better, but how do you do that when you don't have any money? Mm-hmm. So I kind of made this plan in my head. I was like, right, I could, if I could get X amount, a very small amount of money, and I could find a unit, and I could just get a few pieces of equipment, I could try build it up. So I started saving my ass off, and I said, I had 30 to 50 clients. Like it was double booking and all of it, but it was so busy, so I was getting a lot of money. Mm. So I started saving and saving and saving, and got a small bit of money off a family member, went to the credit union, anywhere I could get it. And I got an, an, an amount and I found, I started looking for units, took me about six months, didn't tell a soul, didn't tell an absolute soul because like that, like if you tell people that they put you off it. Yeah. In my experience, whenever you throw an idea out to anybody on anything, they will immediately mm-hmm. tell you it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's an Irish thing, I don't know whether it's, uh, almost a jealous thing. The only people that you really listen to, and I've only learned this through the years, are your close family members. Yeah. Or your close, close mates who actually do care what you yeah. think. Do you know that kind of way? You are cheering you on. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's it. Like, but, so anyway, so getting all this money up or attempting it, and I finally found a unit then, which is in sorts. It was about 5,000 square feet altogether. That had a studio upstairs, and then the average floor, PT studio floor, maybe fractionally bigger. But I knew straight off the bat that if I was to become, if I was to make it a PT studio, then I would be the money in it. And at that stage, I knew that I didn't want to do this for the next 50 years or whatever that I retired. I knew that that wasn't the way to do it. So I said, right, I'm going to make this a commercial gym. So people pay their membership because everyone my size had to be PT, small group transformation, PT. You couldn't make it commercial. But I used to go on Facebook and whatever else and advertise it as this this big commercial gym about to open, do you know that kind of yeah. way? And then of course again, people tell me not that you can't open aside the biggest gym in the country down the road. And I was like, no, fuck it. It'd be grand, it'd be grand, be grand. So we opened up anyway, January 4th, 2016. I had about nine pieces of equipment, body max equipment. I had racks that didn't have any platforms because I ran out of money. I painted the floor black because I ran out of money. I didn't have any mats. I didn't have any carpet. I didn't have any anything. I had the lads up on my mates painting 
Um, I had my mat, I'd Carrie's mat up, scrubbing the floors the night before, all this, just whatever it took. Yeah. So you can only imagine the negativity that came yeah. with that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, this, is, this is madness. But anyway, we opened and I managed to bring the vast majority of my clients. If I had 50, I brought 45. I can't remember the exact numbers. Some of them just wouldn't leave their gym, but in general, everyone followed me, which was a massive boost. Yeah. I think I only needed 200 to make the rent. But I was so naive. Remember, running a business, are you mad? I couldn't run a car. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I didn't know about rates. I didn't know about anything. But yeah. absolutely all the hidden costs. Like, I didn't know any of that. Overheads, all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, man. So I, I had, like, in my business plan in my head was, like, right, there's my rent. They throw a few quid at me for electricity. Yeah. That's about it, I think, is it? Mother of God, no. No, no, no. You have a list of about 50 things that come at you. Like, but anyway, I, we worked it out and I needed about 200 members. So then uh, my 50 clients were there and were going away and people started coming in and it was so kind of, it wasn't exactly what I had advertised on Facebook. So every second person that came in didn't join, but every one person did yeah. join. Mm-hmm. Join that kind of way. So it actually didn't take as long. It took about three months before I got the 200 members. Then after that, then it kind of, oh, sorry, I met my business partner, Tom Hempsey. And he was a PT in foreign countries. He was in the army and all that. So he came with me. And then as he joined, then the unit next door came up for rent. And that made us over 10,000 square feet. So even though we weren't nearly in a position to do it, mm. we said, fuck it, let's go for it anyway. So we got brave. that then. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, do you That's know what, what it was. It was starting to work. Yeah. It was starting to work. All the doubt. It's funny because... I actually didn't have any doubt in my mind. Wow. I don't know whether that's... That's deadly, though, yeah, but, to, to have had that, to be able to yeah. be like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I, just, I just knew. Everything I've ever done, which I'll get into, I just knew what was going to work. Wow. Like, everyone, even no matter, I'd block it out what they were saying because it didn't matter. Well, like, it just was like, like, I just couldn't listen. It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, yeah. no, it definitely will work. Yeah. 100% will work. So then we got the second part of it then, and uh, we just started investing, investing, investing. We opened up then much bigger gym. Then we finally got some cardio. We didn't even have a treadmill in the first place. No way. We didn't, we didn't have that. Like when we say a few machines, we had like a chest press and a shoulder <laughs> press. Do you know that kind yeah. of way? We had a bench. As I said, people are deadlifting onto a concrete floor. My plates were getting destroyed. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Like, <laughs> they were getting burst out. out. Like, so then we managed to invest in and we made it a decent enough gym. Mm. We had two studios then because the other part had an upstairs as well. And then it just started growing and growing and growing. But as it was growing, we kept investing the money into it. We wouldn't take wouldn't take a wage really or nothing, you know? Mm. And then when that got bigger then, I stopped PTing myself, which was always the plan, which is why I made it a commercial gym and not mm. a PT gym. And I just put my heart and soul into running the place and organizing the trainers and doing the rosters and jumping into the other class and making sure no one, just ma- making sure it was going great. And then we had that then about two years only. And then, of course, again, me being me, I was like, right, this isn't enough. What's I next? can't expand this place. I want another gym. So then we went, so then we're, we're looking for about another year. So we, I decided this already about a year and a half into it. Then and we're looking for about six months of a year. And we found a unit in Kewlock. It was a rundown, dilapidated building, but it was nearly 40,000 square feet. From five thousand. Yeah. It was in. It Holy was in. shit! Yeah, it was massive. I don't actually know what that size dimension <laughs> means, but the number itself going from five to forty lot. is massive. It was. It was. It is one of the biggest gyms in the country. Yeah, huge. No way. But the, the building was in bits. Yeah, and it was in kind of an industrial park. Well, it is and it isn't. It's called Kilock Industrial Park, but it's at the very edge. So, like, there's apartments in front of it. There's houses to the left. It's sound as that but it's okay. in estates. Do you know what I'm going to But then talking about zone, I'm going to that now in a minute. So then we, uh, so then that, so then we, we got that and we spent a long time trying to get it ready, doing everything ourselves. The place had no wires in the building. We got a sparks to hook us up temporarily. Do you know what I mean? We got a yeah. start and all this kind of, they had changing rooms in there. We'd done what we could to them. I wouldn't exactly call them gym worthy changing rooms, but they were grand. Yeah. But we had a whopper gym floor. You know, we had a whopper gym floor. Um, we got money from other places and all and just to make it that extra special and make it that good, you know? So we opened up then and things were going brilliant and then we got a letter in the door about a week later to say, of the county council to say, you didn't apply for change of use planning. You're going to have to come to a meeting. 
So we were like, oh, I was like planning. Oh, I didn't bleed, and now we had to do yeah. planning again. My naivety. Yeah. Because the first place I didn't, because that was a business bank. Yeah, but like this is what I say all the time when you're in school. Like, who needs to know about trigonometry and geometry? Like, this is the sort of stuff that you should be learning, not obviously plan information, but like stuff about running the business and the things you have to do. Exactly. (laughs) School is like, again, the reason why I was on out and I couldn't concentrate is because I don't care about algebra. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. But you're not going to use it. Like, this is the thing if you're not interested. That's exactly it. Like, I just cared about just. Just running my own thing, being an entrepreneur, yeah. creating stuff. Yeah, imagine that though taught in school now. Like, uh, like you'd have so many kids like being able to start exactly. Basically. How yeah. to play the to students' strengths? Yeah. yeah, students. It's like the whole um, you can't judge an elephant to climb a tree. Yeah, Do you know that kind of way. It's the exact same thing. Like, but um, yeah. So we got we got our letter anyway. We went to our meeting, and then they decided that they weren't going to close us, but they were going to fine us. And you're talking nearly six figures. Holy yeah, it was rough. That's even bigger like, number oh. than 40,000. <laughs> <laughs> so they made us take down half the signs we had up that we had spent no. a fortune on. We had all the windows done up because you have to get planning for change use, yeah. planning for signage. Planning if you're, for yeah, all the, the frontage, isn't it? If the yeah, frontage is different exactly in the area and all, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, we had a huge big glow and light. They said you can't have that on. Oh, no. Devastated. Devastated over that one. But, uh, that was that then. That, so that took the first year then. I reckon it would have grew a lot quicker if it wasn't for that thing. It took a first year, year and a half of kind of stale, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Like try working just to pay this bill. Mm. It was tough enough. Like, and I wouldn't mind, it would have cost us nothing, fraction a couple of grand if we had it just done in the first mm. place. Yeah. Because I'll live and learn. Exactly. Isn't it? So then Kill Lockdown was like, it was booming because it was such a large space and uh there was no, nothing there, like, there was nothing there. There was one or two other gyms that were around the place, but they were smaller, so it took off, and it took off, like, a skyrocket. Then um, we, one of our trainers, Damon Swords, he came on board as a business partner with us, Damon, Damon already, and uh, the three of us are just out there making this team, this whopper team, unbelievable. So then, of course, again, we decided, right, let's go for number three. And we found this unit in Drada which was an old super value. And again, it was nearly 40,000 square feet. It had an underground car park. It was right in the heart of the town city, whatever you want to call it. It had an underground car park in it. So we were like, this, Even better. this is beautiful. Mm. This is beautiful. So then through a lot of struggle, but this was owned by a massive big corporate company, one of the biggest in the, in the country. So it wasn't like the Kilock one where I had a few chats with the landlord. Mm, I signed yeah. a bit of paper. We shook hands. We had a point and off. We went. This was like... Corporate oh, business. Business plans coming out already. Oh, no. We had to get, like, I can't even remember, indemnity, insurance to go onto the premises. We had to do all this kind of stuff. You're talking weeks and weeks of negotiation. And what it done was, I was rubbing shoulders then with bigger people because we're going to finance companies because this was well over a half a million job. You know, we were doing all this kind of stuff. And um, I was learning then. I was learning how to speak to corporate people. Do you know what I mean? Because I was going into the offices. Yeah. And we're talking about trying yourself, to negotiate like, yeah. and all this stuff. And this is someone that was bleeding out for three days, a couple of years before that. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Like, so then, anyway, we ended up getting it. And that opened then. And that opened February last year. And that has been a gem. That has just skyrocketed. It, it's where most certainly the, the hip place to be. Like, we're huge. We've got UV lights everywhere. We have... Uh, all sorts of extra things like just sorry with, with that again even though we had all this money and all this success we had to open up without the change rooms at the start yeah it was COVID so we got away with it for a while oh yeah but then we opened up then we put another 60 or 70 grand the change rooms got them open and just that adding bits because even though I said it was nearly half a million job you needed that extra 200 grand yeah for somewhere like that yeah. you know what I mean so then we uh, so then we started, started adding extras to, to it like did you ever hear the vault yeah yeah, the vault. So it's like a heated chamber, you know, um, rowers, bikes, skis. You have your polar band on, your heart rate on, on the screen. We put it up to 36 or 38 degrees. We had one of them at SARS already. So we added one of them to Kulak and then we added it in Drada. So then everyone out there, of course, none of that, the huge in Dublin, nothing had gone out there. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So that's been huge. Then recovery rooms are massive yeah. in Dublin as well. Mm-hmm. So we put the Drada recovery room in there. That took about that took about six months to build. 
um, two hot tubs, three saunas, cold tubs. So wait, hang on, wait one second. Sorry, now. I'm flying out. No, no, no. There. I just want to clarify this. Just for people that are listening, just to show how short space of time this happened. So we went from Kulak yeah. to Swords yeah. to Drada yeah. in what space of time? Swords 2016. Yeah. Kulak 2018. Yeah. Drada 2022. So 18 to 22. Talking, yeah, 16 to 22. Talking, Sorry. So six years. Yeah, six years. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Six, six years of... Now it's a roller coaster, right? Yeah. I'm talking like it's easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Well, do you know what? That's not true, right? I don't know. I have this mind frame mm. that I am consistently positive, right? So you have to have thick skin. So like you get, like you have really bad times. Like you get, I remember in Sarts, we got, um, again, we got one of these infamous letters in the door. It was from the ESB. And they said, we've been under charging you um, for the last, whatever it was, three or four years. You always ate the grant. What? Jesus and I was Christ. like, what? So it turned out, right? That the people that had the unit before us, they were Russian lads with a car mechanic place. They fiddled with the wires and they had whatever way it was going, it wasn't charging properly. I mean, I thought the electricity in this place is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much I, cheaper than everywhere else. I actually, like, people were whinging, I was like, yeah, 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 and I wouldn't say it. And then, um, yes, yeah, so and then that was a meeting, then we went into them. And they, 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 they were like to us, you signed that lease in 2015, didn't you? I went, no, 16. Well, it was 15, but it wasn't when they were saying it. Like, yeah. Because like, we had to do it up for two months, but it was mm. then. And they were like, no, you did. And I said, I didn't. I shall we on me, me social medias and all that. And they went, oh, okay, it wasn't you. They still made us pay it. No. Yeah, but not as, no so, taking yeah. the cart, yeah. no debt collecting companies. Yeah, you know, you've yeah. got to pay it off over the time because it wasn't our fault because we mm. still used the electricity. Yeah, they just didn't bid us for it. Yeah, but um, shit like that happens. It happens. That's extreme. But shit mm. like that happens regularly. Disheartening. Oh, so bad. Like you get, you get a revenue bill for again a massive amount of money. Or worse, you wake up and it's gone out of the account. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? And you go to them and you said, "Oh yeah, your accountant filed something that's whatever x amount months old," and it just gets taken, taken out, and then you get, um, you get a bad review. Someone does a video on the place and it's not very good and. You hear them, um, we heard in Kulak then, um, one of the biggest chambers in the country. Don't like saying that name, so I'm not going with it. But they, uh, they opened up beside us in Kulak. Again, sleepless nights over this year. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. So it's not easy and you have to, you can't be a stress head. Yeah. You just can't because you'd lose your life. Yeah. Mm. You have to be as calm and relaxed as you can. And positive. You seem to be so That's positive it, uh, to yeah. be like, I'm not giving up, we're going, we're going bigger, we're going bigger. That's exactly it. Yeah. But the way you always say it is, like if I'm not gonna do it, someone else is gonna mm. do it. So why why, why wouldn't I? Mm. It's funny because I don't know. It's weird. During all my years when I was just messing up and getting in trouble with the guards and in court and all yeah. this stuff, I just I always knew that everything was gonna be grand. I always knew I was gonna make money. I always knew I was gonna be fine. I never once had this. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Panic. Had moments where I was like, I need to bleed and sort this out. I don't know what to do, and then I go back on it again. But I was never panicking. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Like, so then that was the gyms then. But basically, and when they say we've massive plans coming up now next year, massive. But I'd love to give you an uh, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> not solid enough yet. And if we say oh, it, may, may, maybe in a while, maybe in a while we'll come back with an and exclusive. And if we say it and it doesn't happen, yeah, then no, I'm no, 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 so no. I can't say it. I wouldn't mind it, but bleeding next month or something, probably close enough to say yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm not going away, but no one likes one of them. No, 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 no. But uh, then, like, so that, that's the gym side of things. I'm yeah. excited for what it is, even though I've never I know. gone to a gym. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I can't wait. Yeah. Is it going to be a new gym? We're not going to, well, we might, go to, go, we might go to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, then that's the gym side. But then apart from that, then, see, when you're, when you're, when you're dealing, like, the, the company's huge, you know, yeah. and the gym's allowing me 50 something staff and it's turning over seven figures, you know, like more than you'd expect. Yeah, obviously it has, you also haven't mentioned the name of your gym. This far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, FBT. And FBT. What, does, what does that stand for? So when I first opened it, yeah. because I'd come from doing transformations, yeah. and I, th- it was, I was a transformation master, so I called myself, looking mm-hmm. back now, as a dickhead. Thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was like, yeah. so I called it, I had this genius idea to call it Fingal Body Transformations. Oh, yeah. Which turned out to be oh, shit because you can't have... So do I. Yeah. Yeah. When Sinead was saying to me, that, when she first started yeah. going out with Mark, and she said, I'm going to see Sean Coyle, 
blah 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 and I was like I know that name yeah. and I'm pretty sure I'd heard of you doing transformations yeah. with other people I knew years before they oh, were together like loads of clients scary yeah. everywhere like Jeez. everyone used to come out yeah. you know that kind of way because you pull up photos and like there'd be women that would have to be having after having a baby yeah. I'd say a year before that and they couldn't get rid of it I know get rid of it in six weeks yeah. and the word was spread yeah. and it's not thrown up because again this was before YouTube videos but when people see videos. progress that's it yeah. like, you know this, what was, this was before videos yeah. on this yeah. no one had this grasp and nutrition that I did mm. and all it was was macro and calorie counting yeah. but it wasn't either than 10 years ago it was but yeah. only the hardcore people had it Yeah, you know that kind of way like, I started I started to get money up for James as well I started running transformation classes so I started renting studios around the one I was working in mm. I know it was a uh, 20 people in there and that was like a lot 50 a lot cheaper that was like 150 for six weeks and like I'd, I'd, I'd meet them all I'd do that body fat before I'd hang around for hours after talking to them so I'd side gigs you know that kind of way yeah. going on to get side that side hustles me. yeah it was yeah Yeah. and that that kind of gave me the funds that opened the force yeah but then uh, yeah so I said with, with all that when you're, which are um, yeah, like that amount of business going through a business yeah. kind of thing you know the way um I decided then I'm going to do all separate things as well mm -hmm. because I don't like having all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to yeah. And when you're, when you're making it and you have ambition, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm weird, right? I will literally... I don't think you're weird. No, but, no, I think, I mean. Like I said, I think you're just fucking brave. Yeah. I think you're just like, I believe in this, I'm doing it. Well, I'd love well, to have your a little bit of your brain. Just yeah. Put it in mind, give well, me here's, push. here's the thing, right? So I believe that 95% of it is nothing to do with intelligence. Yeah. It's to do with your judgment and more importantly, your balls, how brave Ambition, you are. Ambition, yeah. yeah. That's what it's to do with. Because like I said, in school, lowest of the low, it barely passed me leaving set. Mm. On sites, that's what time you had to do something. I couldn't really do it. I'd learn, I'd forget it. I just, do you know what I mean? That's all bollocks. It's just, like if you just have, I don't know, this. You don't have to be book smart. You can be street smart. That's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. And you can use that. Mm. Like me running around for all them years, messing on sessions and getting trouble and all it gives you smarts yeah. and it gives you a way of like that talking to people mm. and if you can talk to people yeah. but then you can run a business to an extent obviously it depends on business I'm not turning it all like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. mm -hmm. you can do that that's what works for it that's what has worked for you like. yeah, yeah. Ex exactly yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is and, uh, and, and heavy three people as well so most of my staff no matter what way they're paid whether they're on the books whether they're uh, cash for hours or whether they're in for hours they're all staying yeah. they all stayed of some of them there for two, since 2016. So you're talking about seven, eight years. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And they'll never leave. Yeah. They'll never leave because like that, you can be strict but kind and I believe in yeah. kindness because- It sounds like a family kind no, of place. Yeah. Like... But I believe in kindness because how the fuck am I to not be kind? Yeah. How mm. can I not be kind? When I spent years as a dog's body on sites, getting told what to do, getting screamed at, mm. like that, like, you know what I mean? You, you learn how yeah. to not speak to people and how yeah. to treat people. So that's what I'd like to think I carried over into these gyms, you know? So then, yeah, um, the gyms are the gyms. And then I decided, right, I don't want to put all my eggs in the one basket. So then myself and one of my oldest friends then, Kieran Sweeney, we seen there was a gap. So there used to be in Swords, it was I don't know if you remember, there was a Star Lamp pub, yeah. there was a Star pub. Yeah. They all had big, huge pool hots. Yeah. And there was... So the star closed first and then the slaughter lamp closed. Mm -hmm. And then there was no way to play call. Okay. And all the, he was carried on the snooker player, kind of. Not professional or anything. Like, thinks he's good, but he's not. <laughs> um, I was bleeding this one. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, so so all these lads were going to Malahide to the, the casino snooker club yeah. there and going to the Fairview. And we were like, do you know what? This is bollocks. So the two of us decided to get our heads together and we decided, right, let's do it. So we found this unit, which is next door to where the Star Wars, coincidentally. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a big old unit. Don't ask me for square feet. I can't remember. I have to. I, have <laughs> I wouldn't to, understand anyway. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me now. <laughs> but uh, that was it. We broke that into, done a bit of building work and broke that into three rooms. So that was, we had eight pool tables at the front. We have eight pool tables at the front. Uh, dark bars in the middle, plus pool tables, and then snooker tables in the back. And we decided to make it a BYOB. So oh, wow, yeah. So what we done was we got fridges and we put a separate fridge at every single table, mm -hmm. every single dartboard, every single snooker table. We got TVs all around the place. 
and we made it cheap enough. It's like 15 euro, you can bring 40 mAh per hour. Do you know what I'm It's a 350 an hour, and you can bring your cans in. Yeah. And that's like one of its kind. Yeah. And it's been booming. Yeah. Because you've all these students coming in. Well, not even a student town. It's all yeah. a student town. Yeah. yeah. But you've all these students coming in that wanted cheap and like, I would have given that for that back yeah. in the day. Nobody would get kicked out with fairly shortly. But, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but, but I would have given that yeah. for it. Yeah. Do you know that kind it's of called way? the break room. By the way, is, yeah. you drop your names <laughs> in are, there. Yeah, we need to get a little bit of promo here. The use is app plugin. I'll do it for you. It's the break room yeah, in Swords. It is, yeah, it's room. it's, it's uh, such a good idea because you have, like, my two uncles would play pool yeah. and snooker. I asked and they my dad go, only a while ago yeah. when I was talking about this, and I was like, when you were younger, like, did you go and play that and all? And my dad was like, yeah, yeah all the massive, time. Yeah. And then my sister literally elbowed me and was like, Christine. There used to be one in Scaries and she was like, it was down a lane at the beach, like upstairs. That's where we used to go and it closed down. And that was the only thing that was yeah. really there for like teenagers when they were that age. That's it. A, a lot of them seem to have closed down. If you go yeah. to different towns, they've all closed down. Mm. Now I think, but, I think. But like students, oh, not even students, teenagers need that. Yeah. Some people don't want to drink drinking. either. You want to have something yeah. to go and do. I'd love to go well, and yeah. do that. Drink is only... Um, option a, a like part of it yeah, like, yeah exactly like we, we, we have a lot of kids coming in yeah. during the day in the school uniforms yeah we have a lot of that do you know yeah. what I mean it's kid, somewhere to get them off the street that's you know what I mean and in a safe environment mm. yeah I know yeah most certainly like yeah I think we, we're surviving and we're booming rather than other places yeah is the BYOB yeah the, no sorry and the fact that there is nothing else there yeah yeah so you know what I mean? Like we open. See, a lot of towns would be looking for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I think you could definitely expand this. Don't get me wrong. It's most certainly on the cards. Yeah. Um, do you know what it is, right? There's nothing for teenagers in that. Like, even yeah. in Betty's town, there's nothing. No. But nothing do, for them. Do, do you know what it is, right? One, you have to have, yeah, like, you have to have a decent sized population. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Sorry let, let's say there's yeah. only 10,000 in a town. Yeah. You You're have not to get have a couple of hundred people coming through that yeah, door. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the same with a gym. Like, you can't open a gym in some way with 5,000. Because yeah. you need a 1,000 members off the bat. Yeah. Do you know that kind of yeah. way? Like, so, but, not to try to talk there. But, um, oh, yeah. So, with the break room, I think the BYOB was a massive thing for us. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? And in terms of expanding it, I think a big hassle is the trouble it causes. So when Sards has been all right, Sards is a great town and a bad town, but in general, it's fine. Yeah. So I'm not going to way. You have a good element, a bad element. Like, Same as everywhere. Like anywhere, yeah. yeah. And um, But then like, you have to have proper staff there. We've got away without bouncers, which okay. is a great thing. If I go anywhere near town or a different area, the thoughts are having the hassle. Yeah. yeah. I'm at this stage now where I like my businesses. Yeah. I don't want to be getting phone calls yeah, true. at 11 o'clock at night to come down because there's a row. Yeah, I'm not in that financial situation where they have to bother me bollocks worrying about that yeah. shit it's just not worth it for me yeah. Yeah. but you're right though there is a gap yeah. and we are the first yeah. so I don't know I have to keep your up. eyes peeled for another exclusive in a few yeah, months I'm exactly, sure exactly exactly. <laughs> so you've had so many others as well like yeah. if you look at the other ones you have tell us about them yeah, we, yeah um, we've loafed which is oh, a cafe slash my favorite. Which is now going to be a cafe slash restaurant. We're opening up a, a burger place at night time now. Shut up! In fact, it's been closed for the last day because all the renovations are being done. To oh, it. how exciting! Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, we've put our heart and soul into that place. Again, oh, I loved it. Again, Actually, that, I've been loads of times. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Why? What's your favorite? Cajun. Yeah, chicken it's melt, a whopper, isn't it? Unreal. Now I, I always say no jalapenos. I'm like, well, they're kind of in sauce anyway. I'm like, right, fine, just leave them on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But unreal, my favorite. I, I love the avocado egg smash. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Or if oh. me, if Sinead comes with me, she'll get the ham and cheese, the original, and then yeah. I'll get the Cajun chicken melt, and then we'll have half and oh, half. Yeah, half and oh, half. my yeah, fave. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Because we uh, said we we said it was going to be a sandwich place at the start. Yeah. But then we found it was doing all right, and the mm. demand was there. But it wasn't broad enough. So yeah. let's say the three of us decide to go for lunch after this, right? Yeah. Lunch, bleed night time, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Lunch, right? Yeah. Like, let's say one of you was not like a sandwich. Yeah. That's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... Uh, True, unique, yeah. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. particular. Mm. So we made a breakfast menu then. And instead of just having normal workers down for this, we brought in chefs. So then if we have... I'm an upgraded kitchen. So now we have a full kitchen and full chefs. So then we said, why don't we utilize the premises and make it a restaurant now? So yeah, in the next. Deadly. Did we say what it's called? Loaf. Loaf. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, did we drop the name? Yeah. 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 It's on Swords Main Street. It's in the plaza. Yeah. It's across from McDonald's. Yeah. So the upstairs of the 
will be that place will be the restaurant is no 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 it's it's the same same you want oh, same, same just getting yeah. renovated now oh, okay, so it's all going to be the same place that's exactly yes yeah, so we've we've little islands in the middle which are burger stuff deadly and all that and then oh, yeah look other things going on just little soya businesses and that you got the Hound Lounge oh, that's yeah. open as well. That, oh, it's yes. okay, I'll do it all. Don't worry, everybody that's listening, I'll sort it all out. Thanks, it's fine. Christine. I actually forgot about that. I wouldn't mind. That's the latest one. I know. It's the new one. one. That one's actually doing brilliant. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, now, what, what happened was I have a little, little dog. He's not that little. He's medium size, but he's a half golden retriever. Yeah. So his mother was a huge dog, and then his dad was a miniature poodle. So he's a miniature golden doodle. Stop. Right. No way. <laughs> I've never actually seen this dog. Yeah, Simba, his name is. But he, um, I just, I couldn't get a bleeding booking for the ground or anywhere. Yeah. I couldn't do it. So like, he said, fuck it, I'll open No, that's, you didn't. That's, that's exactly what I do. Wait a minute. Yeah. I need a groomer. I'll get a fucking groomer. Yeah, yeah. That's what, look, I'm laughing, but that is actually what happened. <laughs> Need yeah, I need a haircut. Fuck it, I'll get well, a haircut. Because what used to happen was, I'd find a new ground where I open, I'd bring yeah. him down because I'm like, he'll just be in the rivers and lakes yeah. and sea and all the whole time. Yeah. And then I'll wait till it's the last minute and then I go, oh, he's a bit stinking him. Right. But I <laughs> ring up and I ring up and they'd say, it'd be the first of the month and they'd say, we have the 23rd Wednesday. I'm like, no, no. bleeding, stinking. Like, they're yeah. not kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, then we opened, we had a, we had a unit at the front of Sarge's gym. Mm-hmm. And we opened that. That used to be, what was that? It was a separate PT studio or something. Yeah. Then we renovated that and we opened up and we found two amazing groomers. They're top of the range. I mean, the best girls you'd ever find. We struck out. Yeah. And we've had, that's opened two or no, four or five months now. And we've had repeat customers constantly. Deadly. And that's now, now that's getting fully booked. And now yeah. I'm feeling guilty for all the other people. Yeah. But you know what? There's another one coming soon. Oh, dead. There's an exclusive that's coming to Killlock Zone. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's coming. I'm going to, I think we're going to start renovating that in January. So that should be ready in February. That's so cool. Yeah. She's smashing it. Well, listen, I wanted to do something. No, 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 it's not bad. (laughs) It was actually in case you want, we wanted to draw different stories from you. We didn't actually need to do that now because we got all the stories that we needed to. So instead, I'm going to change it around and I'm going to kind of make it a reflection of everything that you've just told us. Okay. So just He's like, why do you put me on the spot for yeah. <laughs> I'm glad there's no cameras in here. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, well. Now, see, if we had had these in front of me, I would have been able to name all my businesses, <laughs> which would have looked a lot better. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, where'd you get all these with social media? <laughs> <laughs> She's number one stalker. Uh, <laughs> So Kerry helped me a little bit with this. Right. And originally my idea behind it was I wanted where you've had like such an extensive range of businesses and such a turnaround in your life over the last 10, 15 years. I wanted you to be able to see it for yourself. And I know sometimes when people are sitting talking about stuff, it's just like um, it's repetitive. You, you know what your story is. So you're saying it all out loud. But when you actually sit and look at it, yeah. the difference in what's happening I wanted to show you like the difference in the person that you are and how far you've come since day one yeah well do you know what this is deadly like just looking at all the photos here it's mad because I did I think I touched on 90% of them out of all like, yeah but now yeah now you're right it's class can you tell me this. about this one here this one I want the story behind because this one is the one that you have on Instagram yeah. with all of your um... yeah so that's that's just um me and Tom, we got our brand new Mercedes Benz E Class, uh, year two thousand and nineteen. So they were they were new, brand new, brandy new. Yeah, like that. And uh, for someone that didn't have a car, yeah, four years before that, three yeah. years before that, yeah, that was living actually. in his mass attic that didn't have one euro, never mind nothing else. Was standing in front of a seventy-five thousand car, I think it was, after getting that. So yeah, and then that gave me the inspiration to write on my Instagram then. Sean FBT, that's on tagged on there. There you go, it said something. There you go, you tagged yourself. And, uh, he promoted just, himself. Yeah, the mind the businesses. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just I just basically just gave a brief, brief uh description Sorry. of yeah. So yeah, me and Tom are in that photo smiling like monkeys down that kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but that to, but to I hope that someone that's listening to this that might be a little bit stuck in their life at the minute that I know I've been in, in parts of my life like 
I've said it before, I moved to England for a few years. I came back when I was 23, 24 and I had to start again. Mm. I was like, did I waste them years there? No, I definitely didn't. But I had to start again. And it's that sometimes where you're like, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, the where way, am I the, supposed to go? The, the way I see it is, all them years that you think you wasted, I didn't. Yeah. They shape you. Yeah. They shape 100%. So if I, like, if I wasn't running around the streets and mm. uh, acting the bollocks and doing all that in teenage or into my early 20s, yeah. then I don't think I would have had the, the ability to connect with people that I Yeah, do. 100%. So you know that kind of yeah. way? When you spend 72 hours in houses with people talking yeah. shit, you learn how to talk shit when you're yeah. sober. Do you know that kind yeah, of way? Exactly. You, like, you learn how to do it. And it's mad because everyone thinks business is... is difficult right and where you do have to be a certain type of person it's it comes down to a few things right your business partners for one yeah you have to have a massive amount of trust you have to know that they have your back no matter what you have to be excited to ring them when you have an idea mm. like i often lie awake at night i can't sleep thinking about ideas yeah. thinking about what the next business is how to improve something i'm like a child sometimes in the middle of the night and i can't wait to wake up and ring them so if you don't have that relationship, yeah. then it's the wrong partnership. Yeah. And then I suppose the key to it all, if I had to give anyone any tips, right? Let's say you're, you're like me, you're working in a job, yay, you've got no money, you're just going out on sessions, or not even, you just wanted to start something, you want to start your own business, because I get that the whole time. How, in the name yeah. of Jesus, did you start it? Yeah. How did you do it? This is my advice, right? Create assets, not liabilities. Now, this is my theory. Yeah. I've re- read this in books, but I was doing this subconsciously without knowing it. So, in other words, let's say you are working in a 30 grand a year job, right? And the boss comes in and you're after getting a promotion and you have 40 grand a year. You will immediately go out and get yourself a better car. You'll take on a loan to go on a holiday. You'll do something. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your extra cash is not it's it's so what's coming in is going straight back out yeah if instead you invested that 10 a year into an asset any type of asset right and create anything whether that's nails a business a cafe a bleeding anything and then all the money from that goes into the next one you live below your means until you are in a position to live above your means so all the nice things like the cars can come but they can't come out of your own pocket yeah. So if you're if you're doing labour and you're working in a hairdresser or whatever, that forty or fifty grand a year does not pay for your car. Don't be lazy. Create something that's going to pay for your car. Do you get me? Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to spend the rest of your life broke, yeah. living week to week, mm. no savings. There's a great thing I heard, and it was the lower class spend money, the middle class save money, and the higher class, the upper class invest money. And if you get that into your head mm. to put every single cent you have into, into a business something. and live below your means, don't show off. And I know it's hard for someone in their 20s to not show off. Yeah. It's hard for me to need now to not show off. You know that kind yeah, of way? Yeah, of course. But if you do that, you will create something. That's me only advice in that. I'm like, let's go and open a business. <laughs> so <Can't> inspired. <laughs> now, McMeer, honestly, for someone who at the beginning of this was like, I wasn't sure about doing a podcast. Well, do you know what? The first 20 minutes are rocky. That was burn. I couldn't breathe. When I was trying to tell my own life story, if I had to tell it now, yeah. I'd be grand. Like I, I told I, you you'd I, be I grand. I skipped loads of bits. I went jumping from school to sessions. I didn't go into it. But do you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy now. And right, I'm del- yeah. we're delighted that you've come on. And yeah. honestly, maybe in the future, going and doing talks and skills and something is probably yeah. something that you should look at doing. Well, do because you know I would love the help young yeah. people. I would love Because we, 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 really. we think... Well, I think anyway, you're so relatable. Like you said, you're not walking around in fucking Canada goose jackets and with a Bentley keys on you and 1,500 million bedrooms in your house. You are, as much as you've earned everything you have in your life, you're just a normal fella. And no matter who speaks to you, they wouldn't know if you had a fiver in your bank or 500 million in your bank. And that's what the key is, I think. And I just think that people would be able to relate to you so much. Well, but you know what? I'm glad you said that. That's the key to to having staff and having a creating a business family yeah. because again like I said who the fuck am I to have a big head yeah do you know what I mean I was getting screamed that six years ago on a suite yeah you can't have a big head like yeah. have an end do you know that kind of way yeah. not that you ever would but do you know what I mean yeah yeah such a good way to look at it isn't definitely it? yeah alright come on it's the question that I like to ask people right. if you could say anything to your 18 year old self now what would you tell them oh 
I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> um, well, I would have finished that PT course. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, do you know what? If I had taken a step back, maybe not partied as much and focused on, if somebody had to grab me and said, what I said a few minutes ago, Yeah. this is what you do. Your parties will come. You'll have events. There's no need to be going out wrecking ourselves every weekend. Mm. If you put your mind and the capabilities that you know you have into a business or something, well, then you'd be where you want to be when you're 35, not 45, 55, 65. Do you hear me? Yeah. Probably would have said that. Did I enjoy my youth? Absolutely. I would have stayed out in trouble as well. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe the next one. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe you're going to be that person that grabs someone by the collar and gives them that Um, little bit of advice. Hopefully. I'd like that. Yeah. You know. Well, Sean, thank you so much. It's been a much. pleasure. No, listen, Thanks I was so honoured to be asked. Thanks so much. I really was, and I am the right again. And don't worry, we'll tag all your the businesses. businesses. <laughs> Thanks. So you'll all get a fair <laughs> share. The worst promoter in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, thank Sean. you so all much, right. Sean. Cheers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the T's and C's podcast. We'll be uploading posts and stories about upcoming episodes and guests, and you can also email us at the T's and C's pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow, rate, and hit the bell to receive new episode notifications on Spotify. Bye! Bye.